TTB Music Podcast Let's try harder. Okay, are we recording? I can see the little things wiggling. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm. Actually, th- yes. That's that, that, that sound. Uh, oh, che- yeah. che- cheers. Cheers. That, that's, that's a sound that was very familiar in our first podcast. Indeed. A mere ten years ago, I believe, Peter. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Just can you tell, remind the one person that's still listening what we actually reviewed back then? I, I can. Do you know what? Um ingrained as it is on the mind and I remember the, the unique thing about this particular podcast was didn't we do it in three parts uh, more along, <coughs> yes uh, in each part we yeah. were more and more pissed because yes. we, were, we'd mista- we'd mistakenly thought that the key to our our brilliance was to uh, drinking yes to basically do what we do normally which is go to the pub and drink and talk rubbish yeah. we thought if we do that we'll do that and record it yeah. that's going to turn it out great genius. it yeah. was certainly long it was long yeah so you did a lot of editing back in the day. I did days. a lot of editing, yeah. yes. So, so according, to, according to this, the first, first one went live on November the 19th. I can tell you it probably recorded about a month before, if I recall <laughs> right. I thought it was early November, actually. And my attempts to kind of like yeah. tidy it up and cut bits out. And then, yeah. and then Kelly, we decided that maybe just uh, concentrating and not drinking and doing the drinking after the podcast might be a preferable way of oh, wow. doing the podcast. Yes, so 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 let me delve deep into my mind to recall what we did actually review on that very first podcast. Um, Echo and the Bunnymen was in there with uh, Fountain, uh, the Flaming Lips. Yeah, that was shocking. I Embryonic. Remember. We didn't like that, did we? No. See, see, it was the it was the, it was, it was the follow up to one, the, yeah. the, the two albums before that, that were, were, were both really really good, and that yeah. came out and it was like, ooh, ooh, arse to spearing up. Time. Yeah. Do you know? Even now, I recall that. Um, the editors in this light and on this evening, I do remember liking a lot at the time. Indeed. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Uh, and I can, I can still picture the artwork as well, which is sort of a, um, it was kind of a, like a twilight scene, but it's kind of painted. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Yeah. They'd, they'd gone on kind of, um, um, yeah. like, they'd, um, who was everybody sounding like back then for a period? Um, New Order, not New Order. Not New uh, Order. Joy, Joy Division. Division. <laughs> yeah, it was very Joy Division. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Shakira, She-Wolf? That wasn't very Joy Division. That was not Joy Division. And I actually have no recollection of that album at all. No, the other ones neither. I've, the, 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 all, all the other ones I, I do have a vague recollection yeah. of. Uh, that, not not no. uh, Flaming Lips, I remember bad. Editor's good. And Chris Christopherson, Close to the Bone. Now, tell me. You've been listening to this one recently. I did, yes, <laughs> totally by accident. I, I'd totally forgotten it was on, it was something we reviewed then, but it just you know, a Chris Christopherson song came up on Shuffle a, uh, a few weeks back, and I went, "Oh, that's off the Close to the Bone album." I, I remember quite liking that. I listened to it, and it's still a pretty good record, actually. Yeah, still a pretty good record. Pretty good record. So clearly, the easy thing to do would be to re-review those albums. Um, but no. Did you? No. I didn't. Well, yeah. Why bother? <laughs> bet, why bother? I barely got this lot out. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, the uh, the top five albums in our and uh, the album of the year dot com uh, combined aggregate list from the critics that year was uh, Animal Collective was the number one album with Meriwether Post Pavilion, Grizzly Bear with Vec 
Atimist, number two. Phoenix with Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix at number three. Yeah, 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 it's Blitz at, at number four. And Dirty Projectors Bit Orca at number five. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> if you hadn't listened, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I remember the yeah, 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 it's, it's Blitz from, from, yeah, again, it was just everywhere that year. Yeah, it was a great album. Yeah, I don't remember. Really great else. album. I don't remember much. <laughs> much else. I, I don't remember much. <laughs> what year was it again? 2009. Oh. Um, yeah. What a year that was. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's, it's weird. I, I, I gave this a quick listen uh, during the week, <laughs> and it's just like... Animal Collective, the Grizzly Bear album and the Dirty Protectors album, to, to a degree, are all very similar kind of records. They're all part of that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, chamber folk yeah. rock pop there was thing. There was a lot. Of, no, you know, there was a yeah. anthem and people like that around, yeah. around at the same time. I remember now you say it. There was a lot of bands around that time. So. The more we ruminate on 2009, the more my mind's now slipping backwards. <laughs> there were a lot of bands like that at that time. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. It's... it's, you know, it's so, they're all... I didn't... We, funny enough, we have, I don't think we've ever reviewed Animal Collective. We've certainly reviewed Grizzly Bear since. Yeah. since, since. Uh, and I think the, the album that we reviewed of theirs was very good. This one was fine. Mm. Uh, Animal Collective one was also fine. And I remembered a couple of tracks off it, actually. Mm. Um... One that was more, most interesting of, of, of the five, because the Phoenix album is a great, great record, mm-hmm. uh, and the yeah, AES yeah, album, you said, is, it still stands up brilliantly, actually. It's a really, really, really great record. Yeah. Was Dirty Projectors, who I kind of thought, who? Because <laughs> that was the one where I thought, uh, okay, no idea. Uh, this was actually their fifth album, so it's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Dirty Projectors. Um, and they then were, and then they, they also, you know, they worked with Bjork and. Um, David Byrne and various other pe- people, so it's like all oh, oh, these the main guy that does the writing, writing for them. So it's not, not like just some weird people that never got involved anyway. But actually, quite an, it's probably the most interesting record of the of the, of the five. Um, so in some ways, it was kind of shame didn't hear it at the time because it might have been quite interesting to uh, have reviewed it way back when. Uh, it's probably the, the only one that of the uh, the lot that I'm probably like to go back to. Well. I listened to Phoenix and yeah, yeah, yeah ones anyway. But Once. the Dirty Projector. No, this, yeah, 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 one a lot, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm buying it. I think, I think um, we've got it at home. Yeah. Um, but the Dirty Projector one's actually well worth checking out. It's got a yeah, yeah. bit odd, but in odd in a good way. Mm. If you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> but right. Moving. Well, that was a trip down memory lane that's depressed the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving, moving forward, and yet at the same time. Backwards. Uh, <laughs> to the podcast, the last podcast we were meant to do in September. Yes. <laughs> um, it's not, we'll try harder next year. Yeah. We did, for, for, again, those who pay attention, we did flag up sort of what we were going to re- review. So I'll, I'll, remind, I'll remind that for you and we can see how we go. So, Slipknot, We Are Not Your Kind. Uh, Ride, This Is Not A Safe Place. Sleetakini, The Centre Won't Hold. Haku Salu, The General. Uh, Frank Turner, No Man's Land, and the whole steady threshing through the passion. Uh, rock. It's not rock. Rock, not Pete. Nice. Rock. Not rock. So amazingly, we've never really viewed Slipknot before. And um, is there a reason for that? There might be. <laughs> um, you'll have to tell me because <laughs> amazingly, I still haven't. Uh, oh, 
Um, uh, um, is it, you know, yeah, no, I only had three months to do this. It's Slipknot. <laughs> it's basically what I would say. Um, so my, my very short review of this would be catchy chorus. Catchy chorus. Um, see Unsainted, Neo 40, Orphan, etc. on the album for, yeah. for details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair to them, it's not quite that predictable. Um, but it is... <laughs> you do kind of get what you expect to get from yeah. a Slipknot album. Um, and, you know, they do Slipknot very well, I'm going to say. You is, know. It, is it still the same band? Is it still the same makeup? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And also there's now this track on the album called Solway Firth, which I thought was well well worth a thumbs up. I'm thinking not many people write a piece of music about uh, that divide between Scotland and England. No. A divide that uh, has just got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> that was a political reference. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it, uh, I, I sort of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, the more it went on, the more I was kind of, it kind of reminded me of Faith No More. Um, and I was thinking, ooh. Maybe I should <laughs> what are they up to? <laughs> yeah, maybe I should listen to Faith No More. <laughs> Which in some ways is Wonderful. not great. Which in some ways is not a great thing for an album to remind you of somebody, <laughs> remind you of somebody else, and then you want to go listen to somebody else. Yes. But um, I've always thought Slipknot, to a certain extent, were a substandard uh, Faith No More. So um, sorry, Slipknot fans. Um, but actually, yeah, seriously, um, I could have done with it being a bit shorter. Cause it, just, it goes on for over an hour, um, and I was there's a song called "My Pain" towards the end, and I was starting to feel some pain as we were. Progressing to the hour mark, um, but yeah, kind of does what it says in the Slipknot tin, really. So, does it work? Wonderful. Uh, indie. Yeah, ride, ride, ride. I know. Yeah, ride. Who, uh, you know, we're around when oh. when I was just a lad. Yeah, uh, this is old as indie. As I say, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shuge is indie, in fact. Yeah, oh, this um, is like proper indie when indie was indie. Yeah. Indie. Yeah, Spencer spent an inordinate amount of time when, when we were at university just kind of trying to convince me that the first album was, was a work of genius and not just boring old shite. I had, a, I had a roommate at university who tried that on me as well. I basically stuck with the fact that it was boring old shite, but there mm, you go. Me too. That's just, <laughs> just me. Anyway, this uh, is their sixth studio album. Okay? Are they all are they... together as well? Uh Pretty much, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, a couple, of, a couple of them went off and formed the rather excellent Hurricane Number One. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think, I think, but I think the, the one album. I think. Uh, yeah, I think the main guy that went off that yeah. fell out with the other guy. Yeah. It's now back with the guy. Back with the, the guy. Yeah, so, the, so I think it is. Yeah. Classic ride. I'm sure it? one of them ended up in Oasis at some point as well. Uh, I think one of them has definitely played with yeah. Liam. I think. Yeah, probably. Whatever. <laughs> whatever going on there. Who knows? Uh, yeah, wonderful. Right, that's a diversion. Um, is, it any, think? is it any good though? Ben? Is it any good though? Um, yeah, I liked it. I like this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I thought it was. Maybe I'm craving for some old school indie. You know, are we always craving? For some old We're indie? always craving for old school indie. So it's funny how you mentioned it. How ride we used to sort of think both think. Well, this is boring old shite. <laughs> but actually, yeah. repackaged and resurfaced twenty odd years later. You're like, oh, oh, this is good. <laughs> How refreshing. <laughs> how refreshing. And it is probably no different to how it was. Um, <laughs> the, uh, 
Uh, it's a compliment. Bear with me. Um, so I thought what I really liked about this, this was reminiscent of indie, um, of, of the old days, the glory days. I've written here on my notes. <laughs> oh dear, when did I write this? Um, I particularly thought the opening was was good. Uh, I really like the blistering. I, I think the title, the, the sort of track, it's not a title track, the track called Ride. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite. That's, that's I can't like that. Yeah, so that's quite funny because because my my notes. I kind of, whilst I was reminiscing about my hatred of their original out, out, output, mm. I was thinking my first thing was, and it's not getting any better with this substandard <laughs> my bloody my, my bloody Valentine opening. Yeah, no, I like that. I like the my bloody Valentine um, blistering instrumentals that that that, that, that pop up uh, throughout the album, whether in in full or in, in part of another track. I quite liked um, and uh, smiles of the resurrection. Um, the drums on Kill Switch, um, the shoegazing of uh, Clouds of Saint Marie. It even has a shoegazing title. It does. You yes. can't. You can't take true. that away from it. Um, so I, as you, you're probably guessing, I'm coming up with one of our, our stone cold class, stone cold classic cliches. First half better than second half. Uh, yes, I. Apart from the opening track, which I disagree with, that, that I, I, I would agree. I, yeah. I, I quite thought. Um, I thought, you know, I thought Future Love was yeah. with its kind of a classic uh, 90s indie chorus pedal shimmering uh, reverb turned up to 11 kind of thing. It was really, yeah. really nice. Repetition was kind of, I almost thought, was a bit like um, if you merged New Order with the Human League. <laughs> what thought? <laughs> yeah. Human Order. Human Order. Uh yeah, and it's a kill switch, really, 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 really good. So yes, I thought it started off uh, surprisingly, surprisingly good, and then it tailed off. But it was it rattles along though. It's yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's it was still surprising. Still, still surprising. There are you know dial up. I quite like very nineties. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> even the title. Um, so I, I thought it rattled along fairly good all throughout. A solid effort. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, next up, Sita Kini, Centre Work Hole, which is the ninth studio album. Uh, this one was produced by uh, Annie Clark, otherwise known as St. Vincent. Um, and uh, this, well, one, th- one thing I immediately liked about this album, which when I kind of read the running time and it went, it's 36 minutes. I thought, yeah, you know what? Sweet. I already have a feeling I might quite like this record. Yes. Regardless of what the record sounds like. Um, however, Actually, I did quite like this record because it's actually very enjoyable indie pop. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah, very much. Um, amusingly, uh, the first couple of times I listened to this a few months ago, I was walking uh, down the street listening just, just on, on headphones and I was convinced that the opening track was called Cinnamon Pole for a while. <laughs> Because cinnamon pole, cinnamon pole, and it's actually the centre world hole. It's like, oh, oh, so classic misheard lyric for a while. I was like, oh, oh that's what it's called. I mean, I literally wrote down a, a note for it saying, quite like that cinnamon pole song at the start. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay, fair enough. Um, I thought there was actually, and this is probably through, through Annie Clark's production of it, it's a bit Duran Duran y at times, actually, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and I actually don't mean. And actually, don't mean that in a bad way. No, it sort of has that new wave pop. Feel yeah, to it. kind of. Yeah, um, and also a bit. Also a bit of Lena Lovage uh, on I think six or Hurry on Home as a bit bit of uh, Lena Lovage type thing going on. Um, 
And yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it rattles along, and you get, you know, a, suddenly it's finished, and you're thinking, oh. Yeah, I can yeah. listen to that again. Yeah. So, uh, I think, pretty good. Although, as, as has been pointed out by numerous publications since the album came out, um, apparently the centre won't hold because the drummer quit just after the album came out. Oh. Uh, it'd been in the band for a long time. How long? Uh, long time, long time. Uh, apparently she wasn't too keen on the direction the band were taking. Uh, so the centre didn't hold. Centre has not hold. yes. held. <laughs> I um, I again, I just thought this is class- another classic indie album, in that sort of you know, uh, not quite nineties, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it has that that, that feel to it. Um, I, I really like the centre went hold. I thought it was a really great great opening to the album. Again, first few tracks: Holly on Home, Reach Out, Restless. And then for me, I know it's only a short album, but then for me, it sort of tapers off a little bit. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, no, it's, you know, as you say, blisteringly good throughout. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, the one album that's definitely not a indie oh or rock album, <laughs> rock, 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 rock album with the podcast, is Haku Salu, an instrumental trio from Derbyshire. Uh, and this uh, album was conceived as a soundtrack album for the 1926 Buster Keaton silent film The General. Oh. Um, so, there. So there. So there, right. There. Um, it's got cred. It has got cred. Um, uh, did it work Did it work for you as an, al- as an, as an, as an album without knowing that piece of information? <laughs> well, now I know that... <laughs> I'll go back and listen again with with said movie on in the background. Um, I like what's happened there. It's, it's kind of like Battleship Potemkin thing all over again. Um, mm. Yeah. I get a Pet Shop Boys reference in every festive season. Um, it's, for me, this was, oh, I, I struggle. I'll be honest, I struggle because um, whilst the way you, you, you sort of describe the album and certainly from the first couple of tracks I thought, oh, well, this is the sort of thing I normally like. You know, I normally go for the rather long instrumental album, whether it's um, Trent Reznor or, or aforementioned PSB or, or anyone else that does... I've got this one mentioned in my notes. Exactly. So, um, you know, I'll go, I'll go for your four-part epic instrumental soundtrack. Um, but this time, no. Now, I didn't quite... Now, maybe I need to give it another listen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Um, so again, really liked the beginning and so, sort of get sort of the, some of the soundscapes and the, the, the sort of the usual instrumental bits and pieces. I mean, loves enlist engine. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt it was all going in the right direction. But I think after maybe it was time. Um, after a while, I started to, my attention begins to wander, and I, oh, you know, it does. It did sound quite intense. Yeah, and not in a good way. Yeah, you know. Um, so no, just, just didn't quite work for me. But I could appreciate the artistry. I love the track. I bet you did. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> I did wonder where this we diverge on this one. Yeah, yeah. So much, so much so. I bought it in vinyl. I bought, no. I, I bought it in vinyl two days after listening to it. Now, does it sound good on vinyl? Because yeah, maybe it does. A, maybe again, it's like the streaming service <clears throat> and the, the the earbuds. Perhaps yeah. doesn't no, lend itself I'm... to the aural experience. I just like see what I, what I liked about this is um, um, yes, it's kind of mel- mellow, but it's also kind of it's, it's very. I found it expansive, mm. varied, surprisingly experimental because it starts off. It starts off, and you're thinking, okay, it's just going to be one of those 
kind of soundtracks of just some if you read the description about them, yeah you know Tree of the Derbyshire Day I was thinking okay yeah it's going to be kind of folky type blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but no really, really you are but, th- but then you get kind of and you get the, wal- the waltz of, of, lo- of loves for yes. example which is, yes. which is, which yeah. is and it's, that fits into exactly what you're thinking but then, you, but then it goes off into kind of like uh, almost craftworky type stuff with train steel mm. and um, mm. yeah, fair, fair. disco beats of uh, Hyde in the, in the, in the middle then it goes. There's a piano motif in which track is it? I can't remember now. Uh, that, that I think Orb- Orbiton would have been proud of. Um, in is it in in Enlist? Enlist, which is the fourth track. It's got it's got really lovely piano motif, and it's that. Yeah, I just yeah loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, wasn't expecting, but was. And actually, and actually, I, I, I was halfway through it. Uh, first listen when I, I, I looked it up to find out more information about it I was thinking oh I'm really enjoying this maybe I should find out that's who, always a good sign. Uh, like I thought maybe I should find out who yeah. these people are then that's where I got the whole thing of like ah. oh, of course that's why it's called the general and why ah. and why and why those things called engine Chattanooga train steel cannon chopping wood it's like ah, oh, of course yeah duh yeah, yeah. now it makes sense yeah um, so I'd love to I'd love to see it with the uh, full with the full experience yeah yeah with the film um, but yeah, yeah. So, oh, so I, so I really love it. Well, I'm really pleased for you. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. Yes, delighted. Moving on to an album that I liked less than that one. But then again, as you can guess, I probably liked everything on the podcast less than that one. Well, it um, sounds like you picked your winner already. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Turner, No Man's Land, uh, which is Frank's uh, eighth studio album, um, and. Uh, a concept album of of sorts, I guess, given that it's uh, No Man's Land, the uh, bad pun in the title of the album, uh, of an album all about women, mm-hmm. sung by a bloke. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, I, 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 I struggled with this album. It's just, you know, this album is is okay. I'll start the po- I'll start. Struggle. I'll start with the positives. Go on. This is a this is a, this is it's quite a lovely musically varied record 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 record, um, and it's very well intentioned. Um, but it does it's 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 occasionally and maybe it's the the times we're living. You and you just kind of get into that. You suddenly get into that mindset. Perhaps you shouldn't get into. But as it went on. I was because the sole voice in the thing is his and he's singing lots of songs about women and telling their stories um, I was just thinking and particularly when when at times some of the lyrics are mm, somewhat clunky shall we say um, it was a bit too bloke being woke um, and I got the kind of thinking yeah it's I can imagine some people finding it a bit mansplainy mansplainy rock because <laughs> they oh I'm writing all these songs about people um, I've just I've just read the Wikipedia history of them and I'm going to turn it into a song um, so I struggled a bit with that that said 
musically it's it's actually it's 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 all right you know um ignoring the fact that sister rosetta is clearly stacy's mom by the phantoms of wayne um nika uh track four great yeah talking about the variety thing Basically, a jazz tune, mm. you know, which I really, really loved. Thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when you go towards the end of the album, Lioness, um, which is about an Egyptian feminist uh, from the turn of the last century, I think, no, century before. Um, it's quite a rousing, rocky type song. It's quite fun. And um, the song that probably works the best lyrically and feeling wise is, is the final track, which is uh, One the Red Bay's Mop. Mm-hmm. Rosemary James, which 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 is genuinely touching and mm. and heartfelt because because of that. Um, so I thought it was you know it's a it's a solid album and you know as some of the critics said, well conceived but perhaps not necessarily wholly successfully executed. Ah, well, it surprises me. Um, my thoughts. I'm could take or leave Frank Turner but I really enjoyed this record okay. so, yo, I actually really enjoyed this record I really enjoyed the storytelling um, I hadn't really thought too deeply about the wokeness <laughs> oh what a time we live in <laughs> you know, we I may have ruined it for you now we've ruined it now <laughs> this is like we didn't have to think about mansplaining ten years ago did we um, and maybe we should have <laughs> He said, wagging his finger. <laughs> um, so, but I actually really enjoyed the storytelling. I particularly enjoyed the music. I thought the variety, and you just touched on it there, between the different tracks was enough to keep me interested. And, and I think with that style of storytelling, it's very easy uh, just to be that bloke in the corner of the pub with the guitar, doing like, right, now I'm going to tell you a story about my mum. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, I think that's why I've always sort of been a bit turned off by him as an artist but, but actually I was wrong because I actually found there was a lot of variety in the music here I really enjoyed it I thought it was a real rattle along album um, I don't know how long it is but, but it felt it, it just it sort of flew quite quickly, yeah. it goes quite quickly it flew by I particularly enjoyed you've mentioned Nika um, and I also liked I Believed You William Blake the sort of folksy yeah, yeah. nature of that but I really enjoyed um, Silent Key I thought there was a sort of a sweeping Majesty to to the music on that, mm. which I've I found I found really really pulled me in. Um, very much enjoyed that particular track with track six. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I reflect on what you said, and I also, you know, I, there's a history lesson in here as well. I've picked up a couple of things. Uh, it's, it's you know a bit of a London. Yeah, I mean to be fair, to, to, to be fair to you, you're you know, always you're you know. I, I didn't I didn't know about the uh, the Winchester geese. The, yeah. the crossbones great but I only found out about that myself about a year ago hmm. when I was walking past it I mean and, I, I think that's part of what like yeah, I said I, I mean, quite enjoyed that well I do think the album is well intentioned yeah but you need as I say you're always kind of opening yourself up to that kind of stuff when you kind of decide to make an al- album about how great women are yeah <laughs> uh, you know, can't do right for wrong these yeah days. exactly <laughs> and the only voice the, the only voice in the record is your own a man <laughs> yeah um, you know, but but yeah, I, I, I said it's not it's not a bad album, no. and you know it's. Would, would you feel better if you found out that all the um, all the all the musicians, accompanying musicians, and producer were female? Would that, that improve? They were, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't say because I haven't. No, they were. They, 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 were. They, they were. They were. They were. They actually were. No, all they, women. They genuinely were. Oh, well, that's fine. That makes it yeah. better. 
Sorry. They genuinely were. Alright, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, finishing, finishing <laughs> off uh, uh, with our album Chums, The Whole Steady, and Thrashing Through the Passion, uh, seventh studio album. Um, although it's an album, not as an album in a way, because it's mainly uh, tracks that they've released over the last couple of years as singles tied up to their various weekender gigs around around the world. Um, so I suppose the question is whether brought together they work as an album or not. Yes. Yeah, no? yeah? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. And okay. podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think it's... Uh, I, and some of the tracks, yes, I had heard one or two of them before. Uh, either on um, on the EPs or or, uh, or or live. Been fortunate enough to to hear those because the weekend doesn't stop everywhere. Um, so yeah, so I found myself singing along to a couple of them. I was like, oh, this is very familiar. Um, particularly Entitlement Crew. Yes, yes, that's a, that's a good one. And is it Star Eighteen? The other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Now this rattles through. I think this is. Uh, They've, they've taken a break for a few years, haven't they? In terms of actually putting an album together. Well, I think they've decided for the moment that this is their, their best way of not killing each other. Yeah, and prolong the thing. It is basically not to tour, tour. Yeah, and not to record, record. Yeah. So just, just like just get together as and when, when write some stuff. Yeah, and then not worry about doing an album. Just gonna go. Okay, we get together, we write some songs, mm. and then if we've got some stuff, we enjoy each other's company and then leave. We release it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I think this is a side two album, though. Yeah. Um, so from six, well, although I'd actually probably, I'd actually probably include Blackout Sam as well, but yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the second half is better. Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. Which is not to say the first half isn't very good. No, but, the first but, half but, is good, but I think the second but, half is better. You know, second half you have yeah. Entitlement Crew and Confusion in the Marketplace, uh, yeah. two of my favourite songs. Yes. In fact, two of my favourite songs of the whole study, everything. Yeah. Really like both those. So anyway, whole steady, still good. Okay, moving on because we're trying to rattle through this. Cause... <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Christmas podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> three for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> all rushed. All, all, all. No, no, no thought going into any of it. Um, so we've got two choices for you this year to try and keep Bublé off the uh, record player. Stop Bublé. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bing and Crosby with the London Symphony Orchestra and Robbie Williams with well Robbie Williams and well, actually with various other people actually yeah including Tyson um, Fury yeah well yeah um, so yeah I think I think it's probably best to deal with these oh, just, to, just to, to get together and together. To, together and just say say what say what you want positive about these two two podcasts two podcasts two, two albums two albums um, well. Very hard, hard as it is, I actually preferred the Robbie Williams album. Okay, okay. Um, as as clever as the orchestration of the London Symphony Orchestra is, and isn't it nice to hear them doing other stuff other than classical music and Star Wars soundtracks? Well, yeah, well, 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 uh, but you have to think clearly they were just getting guilty about the Royal Philharmonic getting the Elvis gig, so exactly. just thinking. Yeah. Well, we Sorry, we Sorry can do, we can do that. So, we we can get somebody that died in 1977 too. <laughs> True, and but but I think <laughs> I think what works against it. I mean, I mean, you know, and the, niche. And, and the niche joke, the, or- <laughs> the orchestration. 
yeah, you've lost, I've lost, I've lost it now. The orchestration, it's, it's, it's good because you've got the classic orchestration, you've got the funky orchestration, there's a modern pop orchestration. Yeah. So, so whoever's behind the orchestration of this, uh, obviously time out from Beethoven's Fifth and as I say, Empire Strikes Back. Um, it, it's, you know, I quite enjoyed that element to it. I just find, I find just slapping Bing on top of it <laughs> a bit disconcerting. No more so than on... That's so going to be a phrase for next year. Slapping Bing on it. Slapping Bing. <laughs> No more so than Little Drummer Boy with David Bowie. <laughs> because it did actually sound like David Bowie was recording this in 1970-whatnot and, <laughs> and, and, and in the room next door. And it just didn't quite mesh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was just like, oh, is, is that the best you could do? Did you, did, you get, did you use the version that was on MTV when he comes and he goes, oh, ping. Well, they did. Uh, they did that version, but obviously yeah. they didn't re it. yeah, yeah. So I thought, I thought, I thought. I mean, I, thought, I, mean, I quite like the Bing thing, but I, I, quite, I quite liked about the, the Bing, Bing one. I thought, I thought they did quite a good job, considering that. Yeah. Clear, clearly, clearly they'd taken vocal performances from across his career. Yes, yeah, so there was. I thought it hung yeah. together surprisingly well, and obviously the, the, the wonder of technology, I suppose, yeah. that, you could, that you can actually isolate the vocal and do this with it, frankly. Yeah. And, and the, the addition of the Papini sisters singing on. on uh, do you hear what I hear? And John Fletcher Christmas I thought it was a nice touch. Well, kind of, yeah. just kind of added a bit, bit there. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, I should say. Uh, <laughs> then there's Robbie Williams, who 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 I have to confess, my first thought when I uh, looked at Robbie Williams' album and I saw that it was a double album uh, was no. no. <laughs> uh, that was also my second and third thought as well. To be perfectly right. honest, I was thinking. Shit, he's, he's made, a, he's made a, a, a double album, Christmas album, mostly of new material. Mm. At which point, to be fair, I did kind of go, you know, fuck it, hats off to him. Yeah. Okay. Clearly going for that, if I write as many Christmas songs as humanly possible in one go, at least one of these is going to stick. Yeah. And someone's going to be singing it in five years' time. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking, yeah, yeah okay, you're on here. definitely, hats off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I... I, I um... Yeah, so I kind of I did breeze through some of the covers. Um, what <laughs> I, I pull out, I pull out "Merry Christmas, Everybody" with Jamie Cullum because I never thought I needed another version of the Slade classic. <laughs> but but actually, that was all right. It was a different pace, obviously. It was a bit swing. Yeah. Obviously. Well, the whole of the first side. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 isn't it? Back in his swing when you're winning. Yeah. Phase. The first album is yeah. kind of that that kind of thing, isn't it? And the second album's more. Yeah. Okay, I'm being a new artist yeah. doing Christmas songs. So this is me and... doing my Robbie thing. Um, so I particularly enjoyed that one. And um, from his stuff, best Christmas ever. Where is it? The one with Tyson Fury, Bad Sharon. That was funny. One well, bad, isn't it? Yeah, and lyrically, actually quite funny. Yeah. Although I will say lyrically, lyrically on particularly on the entire album, frankly, um, I'm sure there must have been some some point during the recording of. Or the writing of the songs, where even Robbie's rhyming dictionary was going, fuck no, just stop it. Stop. Yes. <laughs> because literally, it's just like every line has to rhyme the line before it. So on some songs, you're thinking, yeah. no, you literally are just finding absolutely any yeah. word that rhymes with the preceding one. Yeah, but he, he gets Not away even with it. bothering with that. He pulls it off, man. It's just, oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's long. Yeah, it is long. It's a long Christmas for Robbie Williams. Yeah, but they'll keep Bublé off for longer. Think of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> anyone, maybe. Anyone but Bublé. Maybe not. Um, 
Anyway, that's kind of it, except for except for more, more for other thing. Because because I can now tell you that following this podcast, we've now reviewed eighteen albums this year. <laughs> a record, yeah. Not a record. <laughs> uh, and seven of them featured in the uh, album of the years. Excellent top hundred as based on sixty-five critics lists. Oh, we did well. Yeah, but the so top album about quality rather than quality. Yeah, so the top album would be Way Is Blood. Huh. Which could see Fountains DC appeared in there. Yeah, Dave's yeah. in there. Yeah. Shadow Van Etten. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, I think. Slipknot that we've just reviewed that well, I've just reviewed yeah. see right. see don't know what you're missing they're uh, so, the 83rd best album this year I see the specials are in there too yeah blimey and Baroness and yeah, right that was awful well I have to say <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's, that was the album that, was, that sounded like it was record, <laughs> recorded underwater remember I was oh, not yes, happy yes I remember yeah I'd have to say well I have to say um, out of that small selection <laughs> uh, I give it to Dave yeah. there you go but that was now by no by no means a scientific exercise that involved us releasing a podcast every four to six weeks. <laughs> forty six weeks. That's about right, 40. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Once every forty six weeks. <laughs> hey, see <you> twenty twenty. <laughs> oh dear.